there will be times when you're going to be an A plus parent, and there'll be times <laughs> when you're going to be an A plus worker. But there's also going to be times when B plus is good enough, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And and um, and be kind to yourself. Welcome to NPS I Love You, a podcast powered by Catalyst. I'm your host, Ben Wynn, and this show is all about awesome people, ideas, and stories, all with a customer success twist. On NPS I Love You, I talk to everyone from artists to scientists, CEOs to CSMs, and everyone in between to give you powerful insights that will help you in your career and in life. Lorna Henry is VP Customer Success at Modern Health, which has recently surpassed the $1 billion valuation mark, officially making them a unicorn. In this episode, Lorna talks parenting, career paths, mental health, and the challenges of scaling quickly. You guys are literally part of the Unicorn Club now, so congratulations on that. What was that like going through that that whole event at Modern Health? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's you know it's super exciting. We actually did two rounds of funding within a two month period, so it wow. was pretty wild. Um, Didn't and sleep at all. Yeah, and it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, Allison, our CEO and and our uh, VP of Finance, really you know spearheaded it. They shielded the rest of the company from it because um, there is a tremendous amount of work and analysis that mm-hmm. goes into doing rounds like this, especially one right after the other. Everyone in the company is just super motivated by our mission and working really hard. The company's growing incredibly fast. So it was kind of, you know, really sort of ironic in a way, like Allison really had to make us all pause uh, during our all hands and have a moment of celebration because um, because everyone's just, you know, going so fast. But it was extremely exciting, just tremendously validating uh, for the work Mm -hmm. that Modern Health is doing. And, um, and just for the importance of addressing mental health in the world today. So really, uh, it was very inspirational, but honestly, it was like a moment of pause and then kind of back, back to business, serving our customers and um, improving our product and doing all, the, all of the things. Definitely. The, the things don't stop coming uh, <laughs> even when you hit the billion dollar status, but right. uh, it's definitely a landmark and it does say a lot about where we are as an industry and, and just as, as a society around mental health and the direction that we're moving in, which is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is it hard for, you know, someone like Allison or, or yourself, especially in a leadership role at a mental health co- a startup and kind of needing to put in all this time and effort and like grind, but at the same time, still live, live the values and still manage your own mental health? Yeah, it, that is such a good question. And it, you know, I think all of us that have worked at startups know it's, you know, it's an enormous personal investment of your energy and attention and time. And honestly, it's no different at Modern Health. We're in hyper growth and it's, it's really busy and challenging and demanding job. The things that make it different, one is that a lot of us, if not all of us at Modern Health joined because we really believe in the mission. Mm -hmm. And so it really feels like there's an integration between the things that you are doing in your life to be mission-driven and given back and working on a day-to-day basis. So those two things feel much more blended for me personally. Mm -hmm. And I think for many of us, uh, many of us here. So that really makes a difference. And the other piece, which has been absolutely fascinating to me, is the small changes you can make in your workday to impact your mental health. So even though we're all working long hours, you know, 10 plus, 12 plus on a daily basis, 
we incorporate um, mindfulness practices into our meetings. We have a, an all hands every Monday and we spend five minutes doing a mindfulness meditation together as a company. And it takes five minutes and it just changes the channel on your day. And just before I got on this podcast, I was sending out a reminder to my team that we have a CS meditation every Wednesday at noon. Um, it's optional. Um, you can drop in or, or not, but we, from 12 to 1230 every Wednesday, we do a team meditation together. Nice. We also have company yoga one day a week at eight. So we're, you know, we're incorporating it like it during, you know, during break times during the day, but even doing small things like that truly make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And like, as I'm experiencing this and, um, you know, working in this very demanding and very thrilling and exciting environment, I can also feel the difference that those small changes make. So that's, that's been something that's been super helpful. I think that's, that's great for people to hear that it doesn't have to be some massive thing, a huge investment, you know, uh, if you can't, uh, maybe if you can't afford to do things like provide therapy or, or, you know, access to those sorts of resources for your team, then it's amazing. But if you don't, and you're a scrappy, you know, early stage startup, just doing those five minute mindfulness exercises or, or making a little bit of time each day to do those sort of micro care activities throughout the day can have a really big impact over time. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely can. Going back to sort of what we were saying about sort of the the shift in in the industry and the direction we've headed. I mean, from my stalking, you you started your career in, in telecom, Vodafone and Verizon, you know, and given where the tech industry was at then and where it is now, are you surprised to find yourself the VP of customer success at a mental health, a billion dollar mental health startup? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. You know, I would say yes and no. On the one hand, if you just think linearly about your career and you think, okay, I started working for some Fortune 500s, you know, big names in telecom and wireless, you know, you would kind of expect you would follow it along that way. But life doesn't really work out that way. And I think, you know, particularly for women, it frequently doesn't because you have your career that I won't say interrupted, but changed or paused if you decide to have children. Or, you know, sometimes there's aspects of your relationship or your more extended family that you need to spend more time with. In my case, I spent about 10 years in telecom. And when I had my third son, I decided to take a break for five years. I took a break for five years and stayed home with my kids. And then I went back into the workforce. And when I went back into the workforce, it was very challenging as, as many moms returning to work or fathers returning to work find. And I end up, ended up working part-time and then migrating to full-time for a small company doing digital marketing. So I did a shift around that time. Mm -hmm. And I spent a number of years in digital marketing and then had to reach out from a recruiter to move to a you know 50-person SaaS company that was doing uh, enterprise-level SEO, um, a company called Bright Edge. And that was my migration into customer success. And it was about 10 or 11 years ago, which um, ironically was really the inception of customer success mm -hmm. and just never looked back. I mean, it, you know, it has been so fun and so fulfilling to me to work in this functional space. And I feel like I pull so many of my experiences from you know, doing operations and doing marketing in a, in a telecom setting. It really kind of blends well into CS. Yes, ends up being pretty operational as well yeah. as customer facing at startups because a lot of things aren't working the way that they need to. And and that's part of the aspect of, of being in a rapidly growing business. You're, you're putting out minimum viable product, getting market feedback, improving it. And CS is a real key part in, in that entire cycle. 
So I would say, you know, I read a, a book maybe about 10 years ago. It was called, it's called Composing a Life. And it's by Mary Bateson, who's um, actually the daughter of Margaret Mead and Gregory Bateson, of all things. But she's a psychologist and a, a researcher in her own right. And she interviewed five women, five very successful women at you know the end of their life. And they looked back and, and talked about how their careers had gone. And she made an analogy at the end of this discussion that in composing a life, rather than having your life be a single thread that goes up and to the right, to think of it more as a quilt and that it can be, you know, a patchwork, but it can be a beautiful patchwork of different times in your life when you're focusing on different things. And that was something that was really helpful to me because I had a long period of my career where it wasn't going up and to the right. It was staying, you know, very consistent. I was learning a lot in my function and really enjoying it. And I was also having an enormous amount of time to spend with my children and, and to go volunteer at their schools. And I was having that flexibility and that was really important to me. So as I, you know, as I look back on my life, I'm, I'm excited that it's a quilt and not a thread and, um, and it feels, you know, really good for me. I love that way of looking at it. Yeah, being able to look and sort of say this was this era and this was this period and this was this and and kind of taking the things that you love about each one and and remembering those and I mean transitioning maybe from one patch to the next is is the hard part or the bumpy part sometimes but right. <laughs> uh, I I really like that that approach to looking at it. I'm curious I, I know I'm putting you you on the spot with this one but I, I feel like I have a number of friends and and colleagues and people in the, in the industry I know that are new moms, new parents that have taken time off and are coming back soon or are taking time off now for an impending child and will be taking some time off and then coming back in a couple of years. I'm just curious if you have one or two, uh, anything that comes to mind as to what you'd advise around, you know, maybe coming back or, you know, how to think about kind of the, that phase of the, uh, of the journey. Yeah. Well, first of all, be prepared for some grieving because it's really hard to leave your your little one um, back at home. And I would say, like, just really enjoy the time that you have because, you know, you're, you'll hear it over and over again. It's short and, and it is. I mean, my three sons are all grown now and I just really treasure that time that we had together and I treasure them as adults as well. But I would say, like, a good partner ideally is, you know, super important. Um, my husband really did do 50%. I would say actually he did probably more than 50% because when the kids were sick, he would frequently be the one to take the time off because he wasn't getting so much career blowback around it. And, and I think there's a lot less of that now, but when our kids were small, there was. So good partner is pretty key. And be easy on yourself. It's don't try to, to do everything. Don't try to be the perfect parent or the perfect employee. You know, a B plus job is good enough and, and it's okay. And you, I told my mom know. that every time through university, all my mom said B plus is good enough. <laughs> Finally, I have the validation. <laughs> it is. There will be times when you're going to be an A plus parent and there'll be times when you're going to be an A plus worker, but there's also going to be times when B plus is good enough and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and be kind to yourself. Definitely. That's such a good message and such an, an important one for people to always, always remember. When you uh, joined Modern Health, what was it that, that drew you to it? Was it kind of your personal? It sounds like that you, you know, when you went through those transitions, you went through some, some difficulties. It wasn't an easy transition. Was it sort of this, an intentional move into mental health or what was it that drew you to the company? Having been in CS now for, for 10 years and the space is just so 
so hot. I mean, there's like so much need for CS and so much need for CS leaders that um, those of us that work in the space get a lot of pings about new opportunities. And um, I had decided, um, you know, after doing this three times previous to Modern Health, that um, my next gig, I really wanted it to be mission driven. Like I, you know, at that point in my life where the compensation wasn't so much of a driver that I really wanted to feel that I was giving back. And um, I didn't know what that what that would look like and what industry it would look like. But uh, when I got the call from Allison, it happened a little bit earlier than I was th- thinking about doing. I was thinking, I'll kind of wait till this pandemic thing blows through. Um, sure. But, I, but I, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my goodness, feels like it. But when I got the call from Allison and she started describing modern health and what they were all about, I thought, oh my goodness, like this is exactly what I've been looking for. It's the opportunity to leverage um, my CS experience and starting up a function and three other companies and do it in a space that's really making a difference in the world. And it had the added bonus of working for an incredible woman CEO. And I thought, gosh, I how did I get so lucky and just, you know, jumped at the chance and have been absolutely thrilled. It's just been an amazing experience. Um, building the team here, working in this space, working for Allison. She's an incredible leader and just such such a role model for, you know, for women everywhere and for CEOs everywhere, honestly. I mean, she has amazing leadership skills and really has developed a, a very uh, cohesive culture and a very supportive culture and a very open culture. And that's challenging to do. So it's it's been just delightful to have this opportunity. I'm very grateful for it. That's phenomenal. It sounds like one of those things where you just sort of put something out into the to the universe, and then it's just like, oh, here you go, the the, the exact thing that you were. <laughs> it was. That you were That's thinking what about. it felt like. <laughs> it's amazing when that when that happens. I felt like that sort of with, with Catalyst because I had had uh, I'd launched a customer success community up in Canada, and so that was growing, and I was enjoying doing that. But that was my like evenings and weekends, and then the day I was a CSM, and then I ran into essentially Catalyst, the the founders in New York, and they were like, well, come do that for us full time. And it was like this perfect kind of mixture of my CS background, the community stuff, and New York, where my partner and I have wanted to live for five years. So, you know, it's just one of those things that that worked out and, and feel very, very lucky to be able to have, have had that opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I, I know sort of what what, uh, what Modern Health is and does sort of as a business. I'm curious sort of how you, if and how you leverage it internally for your own team. Yeah. Well, Modern Health is a platform that's very comprehensive with the mental health benefits. So, um, you know, a little bit about how it works. You, um, you actually take a very quick assessment as you log into the platform and you're triaged to green, yellow, or red. And so we have mental health service offerings that fit each point in that spectrum. So if you triage to red, you're assigned to a therapist right away. And we have a very robust therapist network where our time to care is very quick um, relative to going through EAPs. And as you can imagine, when you're in crisis and you need a therapist, the last thing you want to do is be calling a list of 50 therapists in your EAP, none of whom have a spot for you in 30 days. I mean, it's, you know, we we're able to very much shorten that whole experience. But the other aspect of it is that we have a lot of digital content and then we have coaching as well. So and our coaching spans the gamut of mental health coaching, financial coaching, career coaching, relationship coaching, mindfulness coaching. Oh, wow. And so it's really meant to be a benefit for the entire employee body. And like all of us have physical health, we all have mental health too. And there is 
things that you can do to support your mental health at every step along that journey. And so that's been something really interesting to me, as I mentioned at the beginning, to just experience what that's like. Because I mean, I've certainly had more extreme maybe mental health challenges in in my life where I was really not feeling, you know, well mentally. And to see that just the prevention that can happen from those small changes, like a little bit of meditation or a little bit of mindfulness or, you know, being cognizant to take a quick break during the day or just, you know, have a supportive team. That's if somebody says I need to take a mental health break, you do it. You take that day off and that's completely fine. Um, Making those small changes in terms of prevention and just having, you know, a a benefit like mental health in your workplace just decreases the stigmatization of having conversations around it. So I think, you know, that's certainly one piece of it. Of course, we all do have access to modern health as a benefit. We have a very generous mental health benefit here and a a generous mental health uh, or a generous benefit program in general. But everybody is encouraged. In fact, it's part of the CS enablement and onboarding is that you need to uh, schedule either a coach or therapy session, whichever you're uh, triaged to within your first week at Modern Health. So we really encourage people to um, to leverage it, take advantage of it, schedule your sessions whenever it's convenient for you. And if it's you know during the workday, that's completely fine. If it's in the evenings or mornings, that's fine too. So there's real a very strong level of encouragement for that and, and discussion about it. That's phenomenal. It sounds like a, a fantastic platform. I, I hope we get it one day, uh, <laughs> especially with stuff on, on having support, not just for, you know, there's the green, yellow, red sort of emergency mental health situations. But then there's also, um, like you mentioned, the relationship coaching and business coaching, financial. All of those things are so important to people's day to day. And it's just one of those things where, Imagine if you had a company where every person had those things taken care of, like the productivity, like I and the retention and the, I just can only imagine what, how positive that would be. So I hope that's where we're sort of all heading is this direction where everyone has that support. I think the world would just be better if everyone had a therapist, but uh, I don't think we're, we're quite there, yet, quite there yet. You spoke a little bit about this, but I want to dig a little further in. So, so one takeaway from our recent mental health report that we did at Catalyst was that only 46% of people were comfortable telling colleagues that they've taken or are taking a day off for mental health and wellness concerns. I was surprised at that, but you know, we surveyed sort of a broad swath of startups. So, Obviously, there's still a stigma out there about mental health. So I'm curious about if you can explain a little more about how you and Allison and, and the, the team at, at Modern Health cultivate this culture where, where that doesn't exist and people feel really comfortable and open taking a day and saying, I am taking this day to take care of my mental health. I'll see you all next week or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I mean, one of the challenges for me um, being, you know, a type A person, I have an engineering degree, you know, I work hard, I get a lot of value out of my work. So it's, you know, it's something that I really enjoy doing has been being a role model for that. And so that's that's a personal struggle for me. And I think like role modeling as a leader and Allison very much role models this for all of us taking that time off and, and, you know, discussing like, you know, I'm, I'm taking a vacation day, you know, taking a break. Here's what I did. Really enjoyed it. Feel so refreshed and doing the meditation during the day. You know, like I had a really busy morning and a bunch of meetings I need to prep for, but I went to yoga yeah. and I, I felt so much better for it, but like really, you know, prioritizing it and role modeling it and showing people it's okay to do that is a big piece of it. And, you know, Ben, I think, 
you know, you made an, an interesting point, like how we role modeling it within the business. And, you know, that's that's certainly important and something that we need to do. And it's a little bit easier, I think, because we're a mental health benefits company. But it's something that we as a CS team are very devoted to doing for our clients. It's not just about purchasing a platform and ha- making sure that they their employees know about it and use it. Um, of course, that's a part of it. But a, a part of our mission statement is destigmatizing mental health care everywhere with all of our customers. And our customers, you know, range from, you know, tech companies for which, you know, this is a little bit more of an open discussion to, you know, huge Fortune 500s, Fortune 100s, Fortune 50, where for whom like this is this is really not something that's discussed, uh, uh, you know, a lot. And in fact, we even see within tech companies you know, we can see aspects of engagement, of course, with, you know, all PII removed is very confidential and um, the information's grouped together. But we can see that engineering teams use this platform less than other teams do. And so um, when we start talking to the leadership team, like this is really, you know, stigmatized. It's a, it skews male, it skews, you know, introverts, it skews like, you know, people like just, you know, not wanting to focus on their work and it's not talked about as much. And so we really do some work. Our, you know, our head of engineering is uh, actually reaches out to VPs of engineering and some of our client companies, and like they have discussions about it and talk about ways that they can destigmatize accessing um, the services within that organization. But we've also seen, you know, as we do a, a lot of, you know, analysis on that launch, like right and CS the world over. Launch is the most critical part of your your customer life cycle. And of course it is at, at Modern Health as well as like having a you know good experience, time to value quickly. And one of the things that we've seen when we're looking for patterns, you know, constantly in our data set of like what constitutes a good launch, how do we drive strong engagement with our client base, is that when you have an executive speak at an all hands or, you know, send an email to the team, an, an executive from the company talk about their mental health journey just a little bit or um, just, you know, talk about prioritizing it and how important it is, it drives engagement up significantly. So, you know, that's been interesting to see just the impact of, of you know, if you have a leader that's speaking about it comfortably and sharing their own experience with it and sharing how important it is, it makes a huge difference to the employee body. Interesting. I love that. And I think we're, we're starting to hopefully see more of that. I, I know a few, like I can definitely, in Catalyst, so we're lucky to have that. And I think that some more and more companies are starting to, but I, I definitely think it needs to be more broadly done. And I'm sure it's not being done at those, those you know, Fortune 50 kind of companies you're mentioning. And the other thing you mentioned that I've actually, it's a second or third time I've heard it now, but I never thought about it before, was that it's important to not only take the, the mental health day off, but then to talk about it after, like when you come back, these were the things that I did on my day off, or this was the thing that I did in my week off or whatever you took, um, that that also plays a role in people feeling more comfortable or having sort of an effect on the culture. And I find that really interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From the CS side, since raising the, the latest round or two rounds, what is your, your top priority as a CS team now? Yeah, you know, I would say that our priority hasn't changed. Um, we have more resources, certainly, which is which is wonderful. But our priority is always driving value for our customer, and um, so we, you know, that's what we've always focused on. So what we're focusing on even more. Um, it allows us to have more resources within the CS team to really uh, support that 
phenomenal experience for the customer. It allows us to invest more in our product and in product design and, and identifying new and interesting ways of, of uh, combining care. Mm-hmm. We have like, a, you know, some really interesting offerings where we really blend the care where, you know, somebody might graduate from therapy. They're going for a specific issue. They'll get referred to a coach as well as some digital content. And so we're, we're developing that that out even further. We also have um, something called Circles, which is something that uh, is very interesting Modern Health offers. It's a therapist-led group session um, via webinar, as we all are during, during, these, during these days. And we actually open them to the public. So if people go to our website and you look up Circles, there's, um, there's Circles on various topics, including racial trauma, we uh, scheduled a bunch during the uh, before and after the election around managing and navigating political anxiety. Um, certainly with the pandemic, there has been increased rates of depression and anxiety and loneliness. And we have open circles there to, to talk through it. And what we found is very, you know, been very interesting around this whole aspect of destigmatization of mental health care is that um, th- these sessions are led by a trained therapist and they have very specific frameworks used to address the, these topics. But also people have an ability to, to comment or chat in the chat box and share some of their experience. And what we find is that just by people sharing a little bit of experience, everyone else is like, oh my goodness, I thought I was the only one experiencing like that. And it's very validating and helpful and destigmatizing for people to understand that they're not experiencing it alone. Definitely. That sounds like a great option for anyone, anyone listening, uh, myself included, to (laughs) to look into it and and participate in. I think that's that's a great initiative to do to do it as a group and it's great that it's offered for free and then people can ju- can just access it. On the CS side, going back to a little more of the the customer successy stuff, uh, what do you say what would you say is the biggest challenge that your team is currently facing? I'd say the biggest challenge is, is handling the growth coming in. Mm. Um, so it's hiring fast enough. It's getting our frameworks in place fast enough for, you know, kind of account life cycle, but also other aspects of just your systems in general. When you're growing through growth this quickly, things that worked two weeks ago are broken tomorrow and you're fixing them again. And then those Sounds are going to break fun. in a month. So <laughs> um, what is uh, my, my CEO at uh, Bright Edge? had a great saying, he would say, iterate to excellence. Jim Yu is the CEO there. And I thought, oh, that's so helpful for a type A person like me. If I want to just get it right before I get it out there, he's like, get it out there. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll just iterate. We'll keep iterating on it. And and he, you know, really gave permission to us to launch things, you know, know that they're going to work for a while. But if you're growing fast, they're not going to work forever because what fit then won't fit in a few months. So I think that's that's one of the things I really work with my team on is understanding that and, you know, not feeling too frustrated about it, but in, instead feeling excited about the creative opportunity we have to fix it and, you know, come up with a new solution that works works for a while. But mm-hmm. I'd say it, it's a challenge going through hyper growth. Um, it, it is it can uh, get get pretty wild sometimes. And um, and it's also been interesting uh, with our team because we've most of us have not met each other in person. Right. Um, and when I when I started about seven months ago now, we I had four CSMs and I now have twenty one. So <laughs> that's <laughs> so, a fair bit. Yeah, that's that's been quite a bit quite a bit of hiring and growth and enablement yeah. and training and um and also trying to have a team that feels cohesive mm-hmm. given that we're not in the same place and we're you know, we're connecting in Zoom. 
uh, yeah. you know, Zoom all the time. And that's been delightful to see. I mean, my, I, our team is, is very tight and very cohesive and they really care about each other. That's good. And it's, it's been really neat to see um, all of us contribute to that in this environment where we're, we're physically remote from each other. That's, not, that's wonderful to hear. It's definitely a challenge kind of building that team rapport and building that team culture remotely. We just had our third, well, our fourth member of the marketing team start today, but we had our third start a couple weeks ago. And so the, our, our head of marketing was like, guys, we're going to play categories at the end of the day. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we're the three of us now, because it was just me and him for so long. And then now that's three of us, we were like, we're going to start doing these team events. It was really fun. We're going to start doing more of that, but carving time out just for our team versus only doing the big company culture I- events was really nice and and uh, and fun so it'll be interesting when we're at 21 on the team that's a, a fair bit of team size especially in a seven month period that's a lot of growth yeah yeah we have a um a cs team event tonight where we're doing escape the room online nice uh, and uh, and then everybody's ordering dinner together and we're going to eat it together on zoom so nice. that's really nice <laughs> yeah i always have anxiety about eating on zoom i always am just like over here <laughs> i go off screen so i'm like no one wants yeah, to watch me yeah. eat but i'll you know yeah. i'll still participate that'll be yeah, fun yeah. except our, our team is really competitive i mean i'm sure yours is as well i feel like it's a startup thing but when we do the escape room or any of that kind of stuff it gets very intense very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, lots of exciting stuff going on. Um, You know, I wanted to finish today and we talked about a fair bit of of mental health stuff, but, and some of the, some of the heavier pandemic things going on, but thought we'd finish with, with a little lightning round game because I I totally skipped over our icebreaker at the top of the show. So if that works for you, I haven't, I haven't sent you these in advance, but I'm just going to throw some things out there. Uh, I wrote down 11 and then you tell me if you love it or hate it and you have to answer right away. Okay. Okay, Strong emotional one. So, um, okay. Ready? Huh? (laughs) Facebook. Oh, instantly. Love it. (laughs) Okay. See, honesty. (laughs) Uh, San Francisco. Love it. Real housewives. Hate it. Pineapple on pizza. Hate it. Liam Neeson. Hate it. What? Okay, this is over. No. Uh, Slack. Love it. Fiction books. Love it. Podcasts. Love it. Twitter. Love it. Mental health days. Love it. Had to finish with the easy one. All right, that was pretty good love to hate ratio. I think we only got a couple things on there, although uh, I'm not thrilled that that Liam Neeson was in that category, so... Yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I have to put a plug in for The Dissident. I just saw it this weekend, and um, it was very, very powerful uh, documentary about the the um, Washington Post reporter who was killed in the Saudi Arabian um, embassy in Turkey. Okay. But um, what was fascinating was um, there's a lot of uh, aspects of Twitter in this movie and the power that Twitter has to... Interesting kind of change governments and, you know, uh, change power around the world and would highly recommend it. it was super interesting. What's it on? Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I will definitely take a look at that. Yeah. I tried to end this on a positive note and then you're like, oh, you should watch this documentary about the journalist that was <laughs> yeah, murdered. I know. It's a heavy documentary, but it's a really fascinating aspect yes. of, of social media and the power it has to, to do harm or do good. Excellent. I will definitely check that out. Always love a good documentary. Lona, thank you so much for joining me today. This was fantastic. All right. Thank you, Ben. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a review and share this podcast with a friend. If you want to learn more about Catalyst, visit Catalyst.io. Until next week, I'm Ben Wynn, and this was NPS I Love You. P.S. I love you.